is Dean Carnassus, the ultramarathon man, and you are listening to the FitCast. Hello, and welcome to the K-Selkin Fonz FitCast. Partner, how are you doing? I'm good. Wait, I didn't know we were still on the air. I thought we canceled <laughs> the FitCast. We didn't cancel the FitCast. You know what? All good podcasts take the summer off. We deserve the summer off, too. <laughs> we have had very busy summers. We have been. We have been. I, uh, I've had a crap ton going on. How about you? I have had a lot going on, too. I um, I think our lives merged a couple weeks ago when I actually came to Austin and got to visit you, fun. Why the fuck would you come to Austin in August? Because it's hot as fuck down here. That's a great question. I asked myself that plenty of times when I was there. I said, why the fuck am I here? It is 104 degrees in the middle of August. I could be in Chicago where it's 85. Exactly. Um, but I, I, I wish I could say that I was there only for you. I was there for work, and then I stayed the weekend with you. You and your um, significant other were nice enough to host me. So thank you. It was fun. It was a fun time despite the heat. Well, I mean, did you enjoy your, what, 13, 14-mile run in the 1,000 degrees here? 17 miles. And 17 yes, miles? Man, I was and sleeping yes, the whole time. I did. Shout out to Holly, because that girl did about 12 of them with me, and she's a rock star. Holly Richardson has gotten a lot of love on the FitCast in the past. She has. She's our biggest fan. Yeah, and she's wonderful. So, well, thanks for coming down. I got some news over the summer. What? What's your news? I think on the last FitCast, I had mentioned that perhaps I was engaged to be married. Ah, you were engaged to be married, weren't you? Well, I took the paddle. I, I took a 15-minute paddle out to Snake Island, and I got married with 15 of our best friends. And uh, Oh, you didn't. I did. So, uh, yes, now I am married. So that, that's been going on this summer after our last FitCast. Ah, oh, congratulations. Kelly is one lucky gal, and you're one lucky guy, Fawn. Yeah, we're lucky. Our family's grown a bit. We've got uh, three dogs and two cats now, a little pinto bean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, always got always to gotta throw the kids in there, don't you? Yeah, we got uh, Harley, Frankie, and pinto bean as the dogs, and then everyone knows Inigo Montoya, and we added Katniss Everdeen. Katniss Everdeen, I got to meet all of them. Yeah. I don't like to play favorites, but Pinto Bean was kind of my favorite. He's like the size of your arm, not even. He's just it's like this like, little <laughs> tiny little thing that you get to like mm, kiss around. So he's, cute. He's just a little smaller than our larger cat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So uh, yeah, no, but that's that's uh, that's the big news of the summer and expanded family all around. So uh, it's wonderful being married. We had a little bit of a honeymoon out in Lake Tahoe. Got to do some hiking, some paddleboarding, some swimming, some partying, all of that. And uh, yeah, no, that's that's good. Kelly's unfortunately at work right now, so she won't be able to join us. Oh, that's a shame. But congratulations again. Thank you um, very much. What about you? I, I I have to say, love is in the air. Oh yeah. On the because I have some news in my love life as well. Oh, what um, is it? I I got engaged this past weekend. To who? So my summer my summer's been super busy, and it just culminated last weekend with my engagement. So who, who'd you get engaged to? G. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think most of our listeners know Johnny, who was okay, one good. of our guests. 
Okay. Um, yeah, same, same guy, guys. Same guy. Okay. Fantastic. Well, congratulations to you. So. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, sorry to all our li- listeners, but um, the the Fitcast hosts are we're off the market. So yep. sorry, we were your celebrity crush. Um, we're <laughs> we're off the market. You can't have us. <laughs> oh well. So that's great. Now you live in the suburbs now. Yeah, I do. It's uh, you know, <laughs> it's what it is. I'm not going to complain too much about it. Well. Uh, congratulations on all of that and the new house and everything. So that's wonderful. Yeah. How uh, have you done any races this summer, Fonz? Any? Uh, no, I did a triathlon. Yes. Uh, so I did a triathlon yesterday. Yesterday was Tuesday. Triathlon Tuesday. Yeah, every Tuesday I do a triathlon. And for the first time ever, I saw an armadillo during my triathlon. Wow. Now, yeah. let me just tell listeners, this is not the first time you've seen an armadillo in Texas. But it's the first time you've combined triathlon and armadillo? Yeah, so Inigo Montoya, uh-huh. Inigo Montoya was chasing an armadillo across our front lawn. He had flushed it out of the bushes. That was during the daytime. This was early morning. So I've decided that we've all talked about Barton Springs a thousand times, right? Yes. Of course. So I just I woke up at like 4.10 in the morning the other day, and I'm like, what am I going to do? Just sit around and do nothing? No, I'm going to Barton Springs. So I swam in the pitch black. Which yeah, is, it's which, not even light out until 7 a.m. there. Uh, yeah, pretty close to it. So nothing nothing saw me. I'm like, you know what? It's dark. I'm going to put on my, my, my goggles have, like, sun shading on them. So literally, when my head's in the water, I can't see a damn thing. Like, zero. Oh, my gosh. Did you hit your head against the wall? No, because the wall only comes <laughs> up, like, once every 15 minutes. So we're cool with that. There you go. You're um, good. So, yeah. So I did that, and then I went for a run just... Before the sun was rising through the, uh, uh, there's, there's a little trail. You and I walked it, actually. We did, to go to Taco Deli. Yes. I, so I, 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 tacos. Did you get tacos without me? No, 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 no. This is way uh-huh. before they open. I'm leaving, like, at 6.30. I started swimming. Oh, at, what I would have been mad if you got them without me. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm running. It's dark. I'm doing a trail run, and all of a sudden I hear a little rustle, rustle, and there's just enough light for me to see a, a armadillo run alongside me. I'm like, all right, Are that's they cool. nocturnal? They are nocturnal, so he was uh, he was out a little later than he should have been because the sun was just about to come up. But uh, yeah, he uh, it was it was kind of neat doing a triathlon on Tuesday morning with an armadillo. Happy triathlon, armadillo Tuesday to you. <laughs> exactly. So uh, that's been fun. How about you? You've been racing. Uh, you know, I did a bunch of races this summer, and I'm just not. It's, not, it's just not my season. You know, some people, they have really great years where they meet all their goals and they feel really strong. And the season was not my season. But I can chalk a lot of that up to what happened um, in July, which was I sprained my ankle. Uh-oh. And FitCast Uh-oh. listeners, you remember last July, July 2016, when I, oh, yeah, I sprained my ankle. So I'm seeing a trend here <laughs> that I don't really like. And, um, yeah, it, uh, just kind of put a damper on my season and I'm still trying to find that, that motivation that I, I need. I remember how old are you, Kaysel? I'm 29. 28 years ago, I remember really spraining my ankle really badly, and it's been every couple years since then. So thanks for letting me know that. <laughs> Hate to tell you this, but those... <laughs> the cast again. we need him to come back. Who's that? We need the podiatrist to come back. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That that yep. We should bring him back. He I, I, he got some uh, he got some referrals from being. Yeah, he got a lot of referrals from us. I'm happy for him. Yeah, no, that's been great. So uh, for those of you Fitcast listeners, if you have any 
ankle foot injuries or anything else, email us at kcelfonsfitcast at gmail.com. He will refer you also. Yes, and uh, feel free to uh, go back to old episodes and listen to the injury ones, so. All right. Well, fantastic. Sorry to hear about your injury. It's going to happen. I know. That gonna really just kind of plummeted my motivation. Yeah, it's going to. And uh, as all, you know, physicians and other people in the medical industry, podiatrists know that, uh, you know, one ankle sprain turns into a knee, turns into a hip, turns into a back, turns into. You're not helping funds. No, but I'm just saying be careful to you and everyone else. You know, we care about your health. So, case health, please be careful. I will. I will. Right. Well, if anybody else is kind of just lacking that motivation or feeling like they're in a rut, just like I have, mm-hmm. I think we have the perfect guest for them. Oh, yeah? Who do we have today? On the podcast. Yes. Um, so today on the podcast, on the podcast, on the podcast <laughs> with the FitCast, the FobCast podcast, FitCast, our guest is Brad Finkeldye, and I met Brad at an NB, NP Chicago party. Okay. Um, November Project Chicago. Everyone, all of our listeners know what that is. Um, and the first thing I noticed about Brad, and I don't know if he know, knew this, but he seemed really engaged when he was talking to anybody. Like, you could be talking about the paint on the wall, and he'd be looking at you like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, he would really care about your life. And he would ask these great questions. And I'm like, this guy is legit. Like, he really cares. Um, and also, the first time I met him, he was wearing this shirt that says, you're awesome on it, which <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was awesome. And then the next time I saw him, he was wearing a shirt in a different color that said the same thing, you're awesome. And gonna I'm sure he's going to talk about that. I was going to say, he was wearing the same shirt because we may need to uh, buy some No, he's not wearing it today. Come on, Brad. All right. All right. Um, but getting to know him... Um, he talked about how he left his corporate job to do motivational speaking gigs, and I thought that was awesome. Um, and I, I didn't want to learn too much about him because I immediately wanted to have him on the FitCast. So, oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, so welcome, Brad. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. So why don't you start out talking about you left your corporate job mm-hmm. so that you could be an inspiration to other people? Did you you win the lottery? No. (laughs) Um, And I I guess I have to clarify, today's uh, I need to do my laundry or else I would have one of my You're Awesome (laughs) t-shirts. Oh, man. (laughs) And I did it. The excuses come out. I did a November Project workout this morning, and I did have it on. Of course you did. So I'm sure you would want to smell it 12 hours later. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, my story actually started in Austin, and – I was working in the corporate sector as an IT professional and had come to a place where I had bought a big house and I had a BMW and I filled my house up with a bunch of stuff and I looked at it and I just really wasn't happy. And then I happened to see uh, this documentary called The Happy Movie and you can get it on Netflix. It's really incredible. And that was like a catalyst moment for me to be like, wait a minute, something's not right. I'm not really happy in this career. I'm not, something's, I got to figure this out. What's the name of that movie? Just for our listeners who are taking notes. Yeah. The happy movie, happy movie. All right. That's a nice title. Yeah. It's easy. Easy to remember. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so that, that launched me into the inquiry of like, what does it really mean to be happy? And so my next step was I reached out to a life coach 
And we had a conversation and it was a really powerful one. And she looked me in the eyes at the end of this conversation and she said, you're not confident and you're buying all your confidence with a big paycheck. And that was like a, uh, a truth punch to the gut and a big slap of reality to the face. Yeah. Truth punch. Yeah. When when was this? How long ago was this? This is 2013. 13. Okay. Yep. So that launched me into realizing like if I want to travel and make a difference in the world, I have to leave the corporate world. And so I set a goal and I said, three months is I'm, I'm quitting. And as soon as you set a goal or you really set your intention and like put it out to the universe or ask God, like things start to show up. And within two weeks, I was walking my dog, and I was like, man, if I get fired, that would be so much quicker. And I went to work. (laughs) Hoping, praying to get fired. (laughs) And I went into work that morning, and that's exactly what happened. He went into work. He looked at a bunch of child porn. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it was was just a serendipitous moment. There are downsides in the department I was in, and things on the other side of the company were really going well, and it was just – it was just a perfect moment and it's actually the best way to leave, you know, a corporate job. They pay you, you get, you know, severance and, and you can collect unemployment, but if you just quit, you get nothing. So that's a tip for your listeners. Get fired. And get a quick job. <laughs> actually technically <laughs> laid off. Yes. <laughs> um, and so that launched me into really like into my first entrepreneurial role. And I had no clue that I was going to be an inspirational speaker. Like that wasn't even on the realm. Um, it wasn't on the horizon and I went into uh, doing photography at that time and I landed my first international photography gig not shortly after that. And then I came back from that gig to Austin and it was about Christmas time. So I went home and visited family. And during that time, my dad, I, I went home and realized that my mom's house had just fallen apart after about 20 years and my dad had passed away about 20 years ago. And so I looked at who I was and and if I would regret anything about not, you know, being able to help her. And I just made the decision, you know what, I'm moving back home and I'm going to fix it at my mom's house. And that was a moment when I stepped into learning about like what it took to be really committed to finishing something. And I finished out the basement. I gave her a great 70th birthday present. And now now she has a place to, um, you know, celebrate with grandkids and have the kids over and not feel embarrassed about the house anymore. And it was just one of my really big lessons of like, I don't know how to do something, but I'm going to do it anyways. And wow. it's, yeah, it's something I'm really proud of. Well, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And so that was the cat. That was like one, one of my moments that I really learned about like stepping into my fears and doing something that scared me. And during my journey, the next step for me was really stepping into like, okay, how can I make a difference? And a life coach, you know, made a difference for me. So I went and got my certification and studied and, and, and then from there, you know, I looked at like, well, what are life coaches supposed to do? Oh, they're supposed to write books. So I wrote a book in a hundred days, set a goal and, and reached it. And I'm seeing a theme here. So you set your, your goal of three months, which is like almost 100 days yeah. to quit your job. You set a goal of 100 days to write a book, uh-huh. which you're crazy, by the way. Um, that is a very lofty goal to write an entire book in 100 days. 
And I mean, I don't know how many days you set out to do your mom's house, but you set out to do that and, and you did it. That one took a little longer. Yeah, well, sounds like that one. You have to maybe break up into. A <laughs> it took about months. four or five months total. <laughs> I mean, KSL, you and I took a hundred days from podcast to podcast. This is just yeah, a- <laughs> we are hundred days since our last podcast. Hundred days. There's our goal: put out yeah, a podcast. There is a theme there. <laughs> so, what are you doing now? Yeah, so that moment led me into you know coaching. And then I got my first speaking gig in, in, uh, in Ecuador and, you know, to tie in like this whole, I, I have a, I'm known as the rubber chicken guy. And I met a, a man that was with us on a speaking trip that was a shaman and he inspired other people and told them to quit being chickens. And then he would give them a little tiny little rubber chicken and he always carried around a big rubber chicken. And he was just a, the type of human that people just love to be around. And you could just tell he was just full of love and just reminded people how awesome they were. And about a year, you know, he told me that about how great I was and he left me feeling really good. And about a year after I met him, he was unfortunately killed in a terrorist attack. Whoa. Yeah. And so I decided to take his message and continue paying it forward. And so, you know, if you remember the beginning of the story, the life coach basically looked at me, told me I didn't have any confidence and basically I felt like a coward. And so I, you know, in that moment, I was like, okay, I need to just keep paying this forward because he made a difference for me and in, in my confidence and who I was and who I thought I was. So I decided to order a bunch of my own rubber chickens and just start giving these little things away. They're like one inch long and, you know, they're like 10, 15, 30 cents a piece. And so I ordered them. And the day that they arrived at my house, I, I had just passed a guy that was, had a bunch of boxes under his arms, and I didn't think anything of it except that my package was arriving. And when I get back to the house, my package was gone, and I realized that the guy I just passed had stolen them. Someone stole your rubber chickens? Yeah, stolen, someone stole my chickens. Oh. And it he was, didn't know what was in there, or maybe he did know. He had, <laughs> it was just an Amazon package, and he was just stealing it. And so I stood there for a moment and I was like, I gotta go do this. I have, you know, cause those, those little chickens for me were my gift to the world and honoring my friend. Yeah. And, it's not about you. It's not about your package. It's about what everybody else is going to get. And, yeah. 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 Exactly. Whoa, and so, so is there a confrontation coming here over a box of rubber yeah, chickens? <laughs> Let's hear it. Yeah. So I, I, my heart started beating really fast and I was like, oh, I gotta go do this. I don't want to do this. And I think most people can probably recognize that feeling of like, oh, I gotta have an argument you or I gotta go fight with yeah. this person or something. And so I grabbed my dog for the ultimate protection of <laughs> licking. Licking and sniffing. Please, please lick this person's death if we if he tries to hurt me. And so I chased this guy down and I confronted him and I said, Hey, yeah, I think you got my package, man. Oh, come and, on. No, 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 no. What you got to say is, dude, you stole my rubber chickens. <laughs> dude, you well, stole my rubber chickens. You took my package. You <laughs> <laughs> took my package. And um, so at that moment, you know, like I looked at him again and he denied it. And then I looked and I saw my name and I'm like, man, that's my package. It's got my name. So I grabbed it from him. You just grabbed it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, There's right. the confidence. Yeah. And so I grabbed it and I ripped it open. 
And I was, I, I still had that little kid inside me wanting to see my, you know, my, my, my thing, you know, the Amazon moment we all have when we open up, like, yay, whatever it is, even though if you know what it is, yeah. it's still, a, you know, a moment for me. And I was expecting to see a hundred of these that I had paid 30 bucks for, but I didn't, Uh-oh. I had, there was only one. And I was like, I just got ripped off. Like I got ripped off and robbed from like, oh a dog- gosh, your chickens! yeah. So I got a double rip off and, and then everything like shifted, you know, I was, you know, I'm a coach and all of my training is to listen to other people for what's going on in their life. So I can you know, figure out how to help them. And I looked at the guy and I could tell instantly something wasn't right, you know? And in that moment I was like, what's going on, man? Like you're stealing random packages off people's porches. Like, it, you know, what's happening. And he could tell that, you know, like when you actually listen to someone and they start to open up, he shared that four people had died in his life that year and that he was strung out in drugs and his mom was strung out and his girlfriend was strung out and they all gone homeless. And the only thing they knew to get by was to, you know, steal packages because it was easy. It was just something simple. So I just kind of felt for the guy in the moment and I reached in my wallet and I gave him the last $6 that I had and my business card and I said, call me. Yeah, but have a conversation to see if I could help you in any way that I can. And that was the day that, you know, I really got that, you know, when I shut up, I can actually make a difference. And I got my confidence that day. And I've been on a mission and a journey ever since then to empower other people to step into their fears because there's always something on the other side of fear. It's just we don't like to go through it a lot of times. Wow. Yeah. Wait, but I want to know what happened to the other chickens. You only got one chicken. Oh, so, <laughs> but of course, that wasn't important to you in the moment. Let no. me just, that wasn't important to you, but I want to know. So it actually worked out perfect because the, the Amazon dealer who I, in my opinion, they falsely advertised. They put a picture of 100 chickens, but in very small print, they put like just one chicken. It is really stupid. And anyways, they just refunded my money. And I got to keep it. Okay, good. So that sounds pretty so, dishonest. Yeah. So it worked really well. I don't know if Afonso is a lawyer. He might have something else to say about it. Well, I haven't, I haven't read the, I haven't read the fine print on that. So I will just assume that uh, they made good, and they, you got your money back on your one. There you go. He got his money. Yep, I got my money back. All right. That's so that's like something really iconic about you is the chickens, and you have the rubber chicken. Yep. With you. what's his name? Uh, his name's Charlie. Charlie the chicken. Uh, Charlie yeah. the rubber chicken. Is this yeah. the exact same rubber chicken that you got delivered that day? Um, no. So, well, there's been many iterations of Charlie because the, the rubberness of some of these Charlie's. Uh, okay. Kind of, you know. Okay. So Charlie, the fourth. but the big, but Charlie the big the Charlie is the original one that I've had for a while. Okay. Yeah. So the little tiny ones, um, are, they, they go on rotation. Their heads fall off sometimes. So Aww. when that happens, you know, they got to go. Oh, good thing right. Kelly's not on this fit cash. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so that's something that's really iconic about you, I think. Yeah. And then the other thing is the Your Awesome shirts. So I mm-hmm. want you to talk about that for a minute. Yeah. So, you know, the, I think anybody who starts out, you know, in a journey to try to reach something that is they've always wanted to do, maybe it's their life goal, maybe it's their purpose in life, uh, or maybe it's a big race of theirs, you know, like the races and, you know, all those journeys, like they turn out different than what you really, really envision. And so my brand is, is all about inspiring the people around you. And I just came up with an idea of like, you know, what would it look like to inspire people through around you with a t-shirt? 
And I was like, and when I thought about it, I was like, what if I put you're awesome on a t-shirt? It would make me feel awesome. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so I did yeah. and I started testing it and I would get people, I, I still do. Uh, I need to order a new one cause it's starting to get a little old. Um, and I've had a couple iterations at this point, but the, the really cool thing about the you're awesome t-shirt is that people will tell me I'm awesome and people will tell me, thank you. And people will say, thanks for reminding me. And it's just, it, it like it lights people up and they really like it. There was a moment, um, here just actually in Chicago a few months ago, I was in target and I was wearing the shirt and this guy looked at me, and goes, thank you. Like no one's told me that in a long time. And I was like, oh my God, like, just was leaving like, your shirt made yeah. a huge difference in his life. Yeah, just like he just, you know, for whatever reason, you know, he, someone hadn't told him that he was liked or loved in a long time. And I just showed up and wore my t-shirt and it made a difference for him, you know? Wow. Yeah. We, we need to do this. We need to get t-shirts like this. We need to spread the love because I'm, I'm almost in tears here sitting here. I am too. I'm getting chills. <laughs> That's my job. I'm getting chills. Like, why can't we be more like that? Why can't everyone why be can't like we that? Just spread love more. It's yeah. I, I think yeah. You want you want to know my answer? Yeah. yeah. What's your answer? I think a lot of people don't love themselves, and when you don't love yourself unconditionally, it's hard to love other people. Wow. Uh, I really like how you added unconditionally because mm-hmm. I think that's really important. I think. I don't know. Maybe like I, I know a lot of athletes. We know a lot of athletes yeah. in November pageant. I think a lot of people say, well, I'd be good if I just ran what? a half marathon or if I just ran this fast in a 5k. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people qualify their word. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be in like literally in numbers. Like I just said, Oh, when I get a new job, then I'll be able to be worth it. Or right. Whatever. Or yep. get but out of this relationship or lose X yeah. amount of pounds or. Yes. Oh yeah. Especially with losing weight. Like when I reach this number on the scale, then I'll be worthy of love. But you're saying unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that means even if you weigh more than you want to, even if you run slower than yeah. you want to, even if, you fucked up a relationship that was really important to you. You still have to love yourself. Yep. That is powerful. Yeah. You want to hear a really powerful exercise? Yeah. yeah. Let's, hear it. let's hear it for sure. That's um, why you're this here. One, I was the, one of the reasons I'm in, I've been into fitness and, and keeping healthy is because I was a chubby little kid and I got made fun of. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was like, I, I don't think I was ever bullied, but you know, sometimes it just takes one or two people to really kick off that, that, um, catalyst in childhood to move people into a direction in life. And I remember was Tony Little. I don't know if you guys remember Tony. Yes. Oh my God. I remember doing like, you know, his workouts. Yeah. His little workouts and stuff like that. And so I have always had, um, up until, you know, this past year, up until this past year, you know, body issues and you don't hear about it a lot from guys. Um, you don't, but I'm willing to bet most guys, you know, have issues with their, with their own bodies and mine, you know, was in the realm of like love handles because of beer that was just opened. (laughs) For the record, by the way, mine was the one opened up 30 seconds ago. That was case out here right now. (laughs) We never drink on the fit cast. And so like, I, I just had internal shame you know, about who I, you know, my body. And so that got me into working out and, and all of that. And so up until about a year and a half ago, I was being coached, um, by a really powerful woman 
And she shared in this course I was going through a huge breakthrough for herself. And I took on the challenge that she challenged everybody of like getting in front of a mirror naked and stay in there until you see every part of your body and accept it. And I did it and didn't like it, but I it went through but it. you did it. But I did it on a, you know, on a continual basis. And it started to really shift me internally about accepting that I'm not my skin and fat and, and muscle, you know, I'm the energy inside me, you know, cause I'm still that little kid that, you know, I grew up, at, you know, as a little kid, like I still have that energy. I still have that persona and I'm willing to bet most people do. You just change a little bit over time. You're still that, that core person. But that's also a really easy thing that you can control and that you can, can own mm-hmm. as your identity. I think, you know, your body, you can always change your body, but you can only change it so much and it takes a lot to do that. But yeah. your attitude, that's something that you have full control over, right? Yep. So it doesn't yeah. make you feel like you kind of own who you are mm-hmm. when it's not just your skin and bones, right? Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the theme we got with our previous guest, Laura Ingalls in Fuck Skinny. Yes. Oh, that's a good, you need to read that book. Yeah. That's skinny. It's called fuck skinny. skinny. (laughs) Um, and she basically talks about how, you know, when you get so caught up in your body image issues, it can actually be more unhealthy for you Mm -hmm. to try to be skinny than to just try to be whatever size you are and be healthy, healthy, meaning a a plethora of things, not just the size that you are. So yeah, Yeah, she she tried and tried and tried to get skinny and she, you know, she likes working out and she wanted to, and then she decided, you know what? Fuck skinny. I'm going to be strong. And then personality and physically, she just became a strong human being. And she's like, that's, that's the goal. Like just to be strong, like fuck skinny. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's been a journey into my own self discovery and really being present to, you know, how much my, you know, mind wants to make me wrong or, you know, hate myself or whatever. But when I started all of this personal development work, I started to melt away all those thoughts and sometimes they still pop up and it's a balancing act. Mm. Um, but what I found is that almost everybody I encounter has some form of fashion of negative talk about who they are and they're not mm-hmm. worth something or they're not worth it. Or my mother doesn't love me. My father doesn't love me or my brothers or my friends or, or whatever, you know, there's some form or fashion of it. And it's a little bit different for each person. And the more we can remind people that they are awesome, you know, and everybody has a circumstance that they come from. So now you're a, you're a professional life coach, right? Yeah. Yeah. I do do that. Yeah. Um, while we're doing this, not to make this into an ad, but like, can you tell us if our listeners have any questions, you can email us at the email I gave, but, uh, can we contact you as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we uh, do that? So I'll, I'll tell them my website, but I have a really, well, I like my last name. But it's a little difficult to pronounce and spell, <laughs> and I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes. Too. Well, oh yeah, we'll we'll link up to it on our Facebook yeah. and stuff. Um, so you know, people can find me at uh, bradfinkeldie.com, and that's b-r-a-d-f-i-n-k-e-l-d-e-i.com, or you can go to therubberchickenguy.com, and it <laughs> redirects you to that. <laughs> yeah, therubberchickenguy.com is all we're gonna know. <laughs> I've actually I've only yep. gone to your name one. I've never gone to the rubber chicken guy. Well, it just it goes to it the same redirects. one. Okay. Yeah. It's just easier, you wow. know. Yeah. Like, well, there you go. Everyone go to the rubber chicken You can I'm sure there's a contact us in. It redirects. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Well, good. Yeah, so exactly. we, we hope our listeners can be uh, assisted by you. So I didn't mean to interrupt there, but this is a perfect time for people really feeling it now to uh, have an opportunity. I'm to... feeling it. Yeah, so am I. But we're, we have you on the FitCast. Not everyone else can get you right on Skype like we can. That's true. Yeah. So, so anyhow, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, I do want to share a really quick story. Yeah. You know, it's related to a fitness um, when I ran my first half marathon. And this is um, about two. Good, because I want to get into fitness stuff. So you're the, you're the perfect segue. And so the so I was running my first half marathon. And I was doing this within a business training program. And my coach had us on a certain program for a half marathon. And I followed it, you know, to the letter. And at the end of it, you know, I'm sitting around the table with everybody that had just finished this half marathon. I think I did it like two hours and 13 minutes or something. And my coach looked at me and she was going around the whole table asking everybody like how they thought of it, what they did, you know, all of that. And she goes, well, Brad, how'd you do? How do you think you did? You know, I was like, oh, it was okay. It was, it was cool. You know, like I, like it was I, fine. whatever, it was fine. What else? you know, <laughs> And like I had no, it was just like I followed the instructions and yeah, I got the results that were expected. Um, and then she looked at me and she goes, well, that, that tells me you didn't really push yourself that oh, hard. Oh yeah, I can see that. Oh see that. man. And I Busted. was like, I was like, oh man. Busted. So I was like, yeah, she's right. Like I could have ran faster, you know, during the last like two or three miles or I could have picked up the pace a little bit, but I didn't want to hurt myself. You know, just kind of like it's right, you know, riding that edge. And so I had another race about two or three weeks after that um, in Arkansas. And I cut off, I can't remember the exact time, between seven and 10 minutes or something like that. And like, I just really like, you know, unleashed myself even more. And I was like, no, oh, man, she was right. <laughs> Busted. That coaches, they see yeah. something inside of us that we can't see for ourselves. And, you know, it's, it's a really big gift to give people. So how many half marathons have you run then? I think I've done like three. I haven't done, I haven't been like a junkie, you know, okay. like a so huge Okay, so you're amount. a casual runner. Yeah, I still run, uh, you know, um, NP and I've been picking up biking more than now that I've moved here to Chicago. You're talking to two triathletes, so we like to hear that. Yeah, I haven't done any of the swimming stuff yet. There's still a little fear there for me. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. You need to listen to our previous podcast. We have a lot of triathlon discussion on there about, you know, goggles fogging up and such. So you just need to, you know, get a little advice from there. You can start out with the... Shark bites. Yeah, sharks in Lake Michigan. you got to watch out for those. Yeah, Lake Michigan. <laughs> um, you can start out with the duathlon where you bike and run. Yeah. And, yeah, you can do that. I forgot about those. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, so... This is the FitCast, and we use that term loosely. We don't always talk about fitness on this, but don't worry. You fit in just fine. How do you think athletes can use the stuff that, that you're talking about, the, the stuff that you're preaching? How do you think athletes can use this to reach their goals? Well, I think um, the, the thing that just came up for me is, you know, when I found like I'm working out or I'm running or, you know, in, you know, those half marathons or other programs like that internal voice that shows up like right towards the, like the edge when you want to go F you and you want to quit or you look at your coach or the instructor and you're like, no more, you know, those are the same voices. Those are the same internal dialogues that show up in regular life when someone else pushes your buttons. But they, they're really, really prevalent when we're working out. 
And if you can catch those and be conscious of them, and then also be conscious of them in your normal everyday life, you know, whenever, when your boss asks you to do something that's outside your comfort zone, you go, Oh, wait a minute. My little negative voice just showed up. Maybe I should say yes this time and like, see what I can do. Yeah. 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 So it's just kind of shutting up that voice that tells you you can't. I think it's, 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 it's not just shutting it up. Um, I think it's accepting that it's there and realizing it's just a voice and it's not who you are. Okay. Now when I run sometimes, or I know that, uh, you know, fear's trying to grasp me, I like to punch it in the dick. So (laughs) (laughs) tell it to get off my back for a little while. You're like, shut, and then you start elbowing it. <laughs> yeah, whatever that fear shows up, it's just like sometimes you just got to tell it to get off, you know, and mm-hmm. and that you're going to be okay. Like it's just a thought, and it's not actually. One thing that I like to do is like if you've ever had like an anxious moment, um, several every day. Yeah, like I like to go to the mirror and look at myself and go, "What's actually happening?" Oh, I'm looking at myself in the mirror. That whole story in my head is not actually happening. Oh, that's a good tip. I, I think I just need to. I think we need to talk in private. That'd <laughs> be a thousand dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say, are we getting free, uh, free counseling here, there, Queso? <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to get some free counseling here. It's just don't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Well, all that I've learned today is that if something's in your way, just punch it in the dick. <laughs> punch it in the, that's a good title but i know i i have a whole slew of titles here i'm writing down titles as we go along with this interview and it's i think we're going to use up our 140 characters probably um okay i want to end this interview with your book because i'm so excited about it yeah. i ordered your book brad i haven't had time to read it yet um you have a book uh-huh i'm good this is my second book Oh my gosh, he has two books, guys. Did you take more than 100 days to write this one? No, it took 30 days. To what? Oh, <laughs> he is a prodigy. So I will, I will share the secret to this book. It's, it's 400 pages, but it's only – it's actually an inspired morning journal, and it's a journaling process to structure your thoughts in a positive mindset and set your day up powerfully so you succeed that day. Um, but it's, it is 400 pages, but it's only 15 to 20 pages of content. And then it's 100 days of reaching your goal and yeah. you journal, you know, you do the same thing each morning and set yourself up powerfully. So what it is, is the very beginning ask questions like, what do you want your life to look like? And then you journal about that and you really like unleash your creativity and like what you want your life to look like. And then the following step in that is like, okay, we'll pick one area of your dreams that you want to work on for the next hundred days. And then from that, it's like, okay, let's break that down into, you know, achievable goals. And then it steps into day one. Okay, let's get work. stuff. Yeah. So, you know, and that's sort of a goal setting thing. Like you set your task, you set your overall goal, you set the, the sub goals, and then you do a task related. Yeah, exactly. The, um, so the, I had seen other journals like this before and you kind of sense the theme of like how I like to inspire others. And one of the big things for me is really being appreciative in life. So the, the daily journaling process starts out with like, what do you appreciate in your life? Name a few things. And then it steps into how you're actually going to be 
in your day. I see some pictures in there too. Yeah, the, these are, there, there are some stick figures that you can draw. You can I actually. Mean, I I think they look great. I'm not judging the stick figures. Oh, this my I, I have a very artistic side. It's, I see that Picasso yeah. over there. Yeah. Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> <Not Django>, Picasso. <laughs> Um, and so it like steps you through this process of like, um, it steps you through like how you want to be in the world that day. So if you set a goal, you could be a complete dick and still achieve your goal. Right. Or you could set your intention to be like happy and fun loving or confident Mm -hmm. or courageous. So it's like really setting your mind up. So you're like, okay, if I'm going to do this, how do I want to actually act and be around other people? And like, do I want to be joyful or do I just want to be focused? Really putting really guided intention to your day. And one thing I added in that I didn't see in other journals was who are you going to help? You know, who are you going to make a difference for in your day? Because I think a lot of journals are all focused around your goals and what you're going to do and what you're going to achieve. And I didn't see a lot of people like actually focus on like how are you going to make a difference with other your people? Yeah. yeah, your community. Interdependence. Yep. That's, that was that was the theme yeah. of our last podcast too. Our last guests, you know, talking about how you need people around you who are mm-hmm. positive and who are encouraging and who you can be positive towards and encourage. Yeah, yeah. Surround yourself with people who call your on on your own BS and say that you're going to show up on Saturday to go do your run, um, or you're you know maybe you shouldn't do this race. Oh, all right. So you got to hold yourself accountable. Yeah, have friends tough, that do tough it. Tough love, I think. That's yep. what that is. Yeah. Um, so like the, the daily journaling process is like really you – know, then it steps into what's your goal for the 100 days and then what's your milestones. And then I wanted to represence people in the process of like what's at stake by not doing this. You know, like mm-hmm. if you set your goal, like I think we forget sometimes like – oh, wait a minute, if I don't do this, I won't get that. And it kind of adds a little, not from a negative point, but it just reminds you why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it, g- it gives you that little oomph of like, okay, I really want this, so I better you know, get on it today and do it. That's good. Yeah, yeah that's great. Well, and you don't want to go through the road process of being thankful and setting those goals between, you know, Seven, eight in the morning, and then you start your work day, and somebody throws you off from that, and you just forget about it till the next day, right? Like that's that's a real problem. Yeah, that's why you write it down. Because I do that, I do that, you know, on a daily basis. Like I look and I go, "What am I working on?" Oh, yeah, I got to get back on it. You know, yep. Facebook, cats, you know, whatever. You know, so just cat text videos. messages that come so in. So many distract great you. cat videos. Yeah, <laughs> and um, um, yeah, so then it just. The one, the last two key points of setting up your day is really to, you, know, you set your intention, and then I added in this process to like be okay with like asking for help, you know, from your higher power or wherever, and then really allowing, you know, like magic and miracles to show up where you might be surprised for the day, like wow, I asked for this, you know, I asked for green, you know, jelly beans, and I got a giant bag of them, or something completely even better than that. That's very Oprah-esque of you. Oprah-esque. Oprah do that? I don't know. Yeah, Oprah does it. She looks in the mirror and she says what she wants and then she gets it. Yeah. But she's Oprah, so she probably can hire somebody. Well, there's that. a mindset you could probably change on your side. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really interesting of like when you set an intention and then you allow it to get bigger than what you actually said. You know, like you allow the space mm-hmm. of like, wow, I, I asked for, you know, like a, a car, but now I'm getting like a Tesla. Holy moly. That's so cool. 
You know, oh, I'm gonna ask for a car. Yeah. So yeah, and then, yeah, and then it just goes through. The rest of it is like, um, you know, really writing out your day of like in a journaling process. And you know, the result is is that you know what your day is gonna look like, what you're gonna be working on, and the really cool part for me in going through this is being able to look back at the days, you know, in previous and going, wow, oh, I got a lot of stuff done. You know, and it gets probably you. seeing how you've changed too is yeah. pretty cool. Yep. You know, going back a couple of weeks, being like, wow. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was saying those things, I was making yep. those things, and now I feel differently. Yeah. So it's um, it's called the Inspired Mornings Journal, and people can get it on Amazon. And and we're yeah. gonna put a link up. Yep. It's you can awesome. Find it on our Fitcast uh, Facebook page. And I would love to hear people's stories, whatever they are, whatever yes. they work on. It it the other people's stories fuel me. And remind me that, you know, when I have my hard times and things aren't working like I thought they would, like, it gives me fire to keep going. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Everybody go get it. Go buy it. Fantastic. Wow. Well, thank you, Brad. We really appreciate you being on here. Um, We're going to continue with our segments. You're welcome to stick around and chime in. Well, I I think you have to. Don't we have a game coming up where you have to be involved here, Brad? Oh, do we want to do the game? I was going to skip it, Fon. Play the game. Play the damn game. All right. We got time. All right. Our listeners have time. They're, okay. they have, they're on long runs today because listening to this They're on long runs, so they want to hear it. Okay. They got an extra couple miles. Let's hear it. Your next two miles. So the, game, the game that I have planned, it's called What Rhymes With Game. And each person has to come up a word, come up with a word. Man, I really suck at talking today. That's okay. You're um, just you're just in a speaking role in the public world. I know, world. right? I do this for a living. I shouldn't know how to do it. Um, each person has to come up with a word that rhymes with, in this case, game. Okay. In, in a sentence. So it's a shame I can't find a word to rhyme with game. For example. That's you a, get bonus points the more words, the r- more rhyming words you can fit into the sentence. So it's a shame I can't find a word to rhyme with game because this is so lame. I hate using that word, by the way. Um, but you you understand what I'm getting at here? Yeah, I want to maim your language. I want to ma- You want to <laughs> maim my language. Perfect. Brad gets it. Fonz, are you on board? Yeah, I'm on board. So the first word... And this is a competition. You guys are competing against each other. I'm the judge. All right, got so it. Who goes first? Wait, who? A, better, right. a bigger, better sentence than Fonz. Fonz, you have to get a bigger, better sentence than Brad. All right, who's, who, who starts with the first word then after game? The first real word is run, as in I want to go for a run, as in I smell so bad because I just went for a run. The word is run. So who starts with the first sentence? That was the question I asked. I mean, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw some out now while you guys have time to think. Jamie's my got run, a gun. My run was fun. Fonz has got a gun. <laughs> no, Jamie's got Jamie's got a gun. I'm singing Jamie's my words. Run in the sun, having run fun. Run in the sun, having fun. All right, I give up, but I got to sing a song, which was really cool. Okay, well, Brad, let's hear what you got. Running in the sun, having all the fun with a honey bun. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Fonz, you 
got to beat that. That was pretty good. No, I give up. I just sang my one song, and I'm happy with Jamie's that. Jamie's got that's a gun. That's it. That's all Jamie's got. got a gun. But I got to sing. You know, this Fitcast is all about singing uh, and rhyming. Yeah. You're the worst. You right. lose. Brad wins. All right. right. Brad wins the first one. Let's hear the number two. Speaking of number two, the second one is poo. Poo. You poo, too. In the loo. So sue me. You're taking all the good words. I know. I'm taking all the good words. You can steal them. I see ya. No, Fonz. Well, Fonz went first last time, but he didn't. I think you need to go first again, Fonz, because you're kind of cheating on this one. Who? Can it be now? Being who being the rhyming word. Who? Th- that's just one. You got to throw some more in there. No, that was it. I just I sing one, and then I'm good with that. That's how it's our roll. All right, Brad. Let's see if you can get more than two words in there. All that right. With poo. I went down to the loo. Was that one used in the example? Does that does that? Yeah, I said you can steal my words. All right. Yeah, I went down to the loo to drop the number two. <laughs> And it was the biggest poo <laughs> from all the poo I had. <laughs> from all the poo. Well, I remember Cindy, Cindy Lou, who lived down oh in Whoville. That was the best. We're never going to beat that one. <laughs> all right. An amazing game. You know what? I concede. I lose uh, two to one, and I will concede this game. That'll be 50 bucks. All right. I'll ship it. I'll <laughs> Skype, Skype money. Skype money. Just, just buy two of his books. <laughs> That's fair enough. Well, buy one awesome. for every dog. There you go. <laughs> buy 50 of his books. My dog's writing in your journal every morning. It's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need one for each. You want, need one for Inigo Montoya. I think Inigo Montoya has a lot of goals. I think your cat has a lot of goals. And he would really benefit from this journal, Fonz. I agree. <laughs> I think Nigo Kitty, and this is, a big, this is a big event in the Fonz Rice household. Neo Kitty has given up his throne on the top shelf of the Cat Tower. Wow. To Katniss Everdeen? Katniss Everdeen is now in charge of the Cat Tower, and it's a really interesting dynamic. I like a a woman in charge. Yeah, he's got four pounds on her. And she just took it over, and he goes up there, and they fight, and she hisses at him, and then that's it. The fight ends. Katniss can can hold her own. Wow, that's good. I think they still need the journal, though. I'm just saying. Uh, Yeah, probably. Leave a bunch of cat scratch in there. Yeah. 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 Leave a bunch of cat scratch on the pages. Cat scratch fever. Man, this is all about songs right now. Well, amazing, 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 Brad. You're 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 an yeah. inspiration to us all. We need to spread the word. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. People can also find my T-shirts on my website too. Ah, awesome! I need to get a T-shirt now. Yes, you do. Please. I've got uh, I've got men's and women's, and even little baby T-shirts. Mm. Are you pregnant? No. <laughs> I have a niece and a nephew. Yeah. No. Through yeah. engagement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. All right, Fonz, what's up next? Our segments? Yeah, let's go over to the seggies. So, Brad, thanks for coming along. Uh, you can stick around if you want. If you have any input on our mailbag, you can uh, certainly chime in. But uh, either way, we appreciate you being along, and uh, you, you've you been a, a, a great value to all our listeners. Yeah, yes. thank you, man. All right, so let's move on to the mailbag, uh, sponsored by Live Love Paddle. Live Love Paddle, I which I got to do some paddle boarding with them. You did yeah. while you were down here. We we went for a little paddle, so uh, we, we love that. Um, 
We've got three emails. I think you have two of them, right? I have two, yeah. All right, why don't you start? I'll do the middle one. Go ahead. Okay, so my first email is from RunnerGirl88. All right. And she said, I'm going to assume it's a she because she's RunnerGirl. Are you guys still putting on the FitCast? Did you guys stop for good? (laughs) Ouch. Can't take a break like this anymore. Here's a question that I have for that email is, do you expect to get an answer if the answer is no? Like, that's a sort of a self-defeating question. Well, I already responded to it All and right. told them that we were just taking a hiatus for the summer. Um, but we can't do this anymore, Fonz. The people love us. I know. Well, and that's that's actually related to the email that I got here, which is a little disappointing, but it's in the same thing. This is, This is from Kelsey from Seattle. And I think it's kind of a joke, but we got it. Dear K Salk and Fonz, love you. Have a great summer. <laughs> That's it. That was it. Like she's like mock and it was like three days she ago. Just knows not gonna come back on the air. Yeah. She was like, Yeah, I'm gonna give you the old yearbook salutation here because we haven't heard from you in three months. So yeah. That Cats, was have a great summer. Ouch. <laughs> Too good to be forgotten. Yeah, I actually have another one, but let's. Uh, so we have four, but you go ahead with your second one. Okay, so my second one's a real one. All right. Um, not like uh, where are you one. Like this is actually they're looking. They want us. The people want us. They do. Um. So this is Holly from San Francisco. Oh. Okay. And she says, "I have a big race coming up. Apparently, she's doing the Santa Rosa Marathon." And this isn't Holly Richardson that we mentioned earlier, is it? No, completely different Holly, okay. who just happens to be from San Francisco, All who right. just happens to be running the same marathon. All right. I don't understand. Yes, it's Holly Richardson. <laughs> um, she says, I'm trying to hone in on my race nutrition. Sometimes I feel great with some goo gels, and other times they just kill me. So what's some advice for marathon nutrition? I don't know if I'm qualified to be giving marathon nutrition advice. I thought your note said onion rings for a half second. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's a here's a problem with onion rings. Definitely not. The problem with onion rings is that they're they they fall into the class of round foods. And if you've listened to our previous well, podcast, exposure in his round foods, he yeah. would not recommend. Yeah, all, all foods that are round are bad for you. So you got to stay away from the round foods. Onion rings, pizzas, but see if you cut the onion rings up so they're just like slightly curved objects is that still round then they're good for you yeah then you just stuff them in your pants so when someone asks what's in your pants you say onion ring <laughs> wow told us never to ask someone what's in their pants incredible or a monkey um, i honestly don't know if i'm qualified to give nutrition advice i use scratch products um, they're made out of like supernatural stuff, like supernatural sugars, no chemicals, no, no there's not even dyes in their, their food. So uh, that's what I use. It's pretty simple, but I, I recognize that what works for one person doesn't work for another person. So, yeah, that's a complicated question. Like you're talking about the, the training, the, if you want to lose yeah. weight to get there, if you want about pre-race during race, all that is a really complicated question, but I will say that. It really comes down to being efficient with good calories and not overeating and things like that. So, like, be efficient with tons of fiber and good calories. And, you know, if you're going to cheat from time to time, if you can handle it, go for it. But 
you know, weigh yourself every morning. This is one thing I le- I've learned for the last 20 years. If you weigh yourself every single morning, you understand the effects of being an asshole when it comes to ordering food and drinking. I don't do that. I don't even own a scale, so I don't know if that's going to happen. It's it's a I'm not yeah it's, it's a real thing. Like you're like oh I'm you know 200 I'm 201 I'm 201 and a half I'm 202 and a half. It's like fuck you every morning and then you start eating better. So that's one of those. Tasks. No, I think Brad would say that you should look at the scale and you just say this is a number that's on the scale. Which is fine unless it affects your race goals. I I would say. Um, Depending upon where you're at, uh, I when I chucked the scale, I stopped worrying about my weight and I just stuck to eating healthy, and that's when things started to shift. See, you and Laura Ingalls would get along just well, <laughs> which is which is wonderful just from a mental health standpoint. Yep, teeth thrown. There you go. I, yeah, I don't think we have. Sorry, Holly, I don't think we have good advice for you. <laughs> We suck. But thanks for emailing. So everyone else, thanks if you want to email, email. <laughs> Alright, I got another I got another email here. Alright. And this is sort of related. I'm torn between running, biking, and other cardio and doing strength training. How do I use my time best? I only have a limited amount of time to work out. This mm-hmm. is from Angelina from Jensen, Nevada. Jensen, Nevada. I don't know where that is. I but. don't either. But so it is tough because, you know, you've got, say, an hour, hour and a half in the morning before you go to work or after. Like some people want to run. Like how how do you what's, – what's best for you in the long run? She's asking, I think. Oh, See, I would say you need to have balance. All right. I would say, you know, you need to have balance. But then it also depends. Some people do like an on-season and an off-season. That's what I do. When I'm in my on season, I'm really focusing on cardio and running, biking, swimming. And then in my off season, I'm incorporating more weight training. I still do weights in the on season. Um, but that kind of, that's what works for me is I can meet my race goals and I can peak at a certain time if I'm focusing on cardio and in the off season, I can quote unquote bulk. I don't really like that word either bulking. Um, but you can do that. Yeah, I'm in bulk season now just because, you know, it's summertime. And here in Austin, we don't – summer is the off season for working out. Yeah, seriously. You <laughs> can't do anything outside as I learned. Just in the swimming pool. But uh, no, but I think what if, if you're looking for long term, like the long, long term, people say like you want to make sure you can get out of a chair and pick up, pick up a book off the top shelf or whatever. Like if you're looking for strength strength is what you need to have in order to like just survival skills. If there's other goals, if you have races and stuff, then you focus on whatever it takes to get that race. But, um, you know, long-term it's what's going to make it actually. And, and this is the way I ran my business too. You do whatever you're going to enjoy doing the most because you're going to do it. Yeah. Right. Like if you hate going to the gym and doing weights, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. Like, just go out. By lifting weights, you'll do that. If you don't like running, you're not going to do it. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, I dread, I dread going to the gym to do weights. Just go out for a fucking run. Like, just do that because you'll and do yeah. it instead, right? Or swim or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a complicated tension, uh, Angelina from Jensen. Jensen, I want to go to Jensen, Nevada now. Yeah, I don't know where it is, but 
I'm sure she does. Why don't you email us how, how far Jensen is away from, uh, from Chicago? Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much for our emails. If you have any other emails to us, guests, please email us at kselkfonsfitcast at gmail.com. That is K-S-A-L-K, Fonz, F-O-N-S. Fitcast at gmail.com. So shoot us you an email. Spell fitcast? Uh, no, everyone knows how to spell fit. It's like <laughs> podcast with the word fit. So shoot, okay, okay, good. shoot us an email for us, questions for our next uh, Fitcast and or for our guests. So Yes. Um, yeah, anyone that wants to be on our Fitcast, let us know. Yeah. We handpicked Brad. He was just that good. I just like picked him off a tree like a plum. <laughs> Which is, or if you have questions for Brad, uh, shoot yeah, us an email. Yeah, if you have questions for Brad, let us know, or you know how to contact him, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, Go to my website. Know. Yeah, what's the website again? Why don't you just tell us that again? TheRubberChickenGuy.com. TheRubberChickenGuy.com would be a great place for lots of resources, yep. including how to connect with our guests. So, fantastic. Thanks, uh, thanks for all your emails. Do we have any more segments, partner? Yeah, we've got our favorite things segment. That's... Uh, Sponsored by WellFit Triathlon Training. Okay. Well, uh, do you have a favorite thing this month? I month? do have a favorite Week? thing. Summer? Year? I don't know. What, what is it now? Well, my favorite thing, so I just got engaged, and we did a mutual proposal where he proposed to me, and he gave me a pretty shiny ring, and I proposed to him, and I gave him my favorite thing, which is an Enzo ring. Oh, I have one of those. Not yet, but they will after this podcast. <laughs> Enzo um, the ring. rings are the best. Wow, fantastic. I don't know how a mutual proposal works, like sort of vocabularily and geometrically. I don't think a mutual proposal Geometrically? Is... Well, we did um, do some acro yoga where we made geometric shit. No. What? <laughs> Well, he just, he proposed to me and he gave me the pretty ring and then I proposed to him and I give him the Enzo ring. And for those of you that don't know, an Enzo ring, it's a silicone ring that's made specifically for like exercise or fitness. So instead of having like a giant diamond or a giant stone on your hand that's made out of metal and that's like breakable and gets in the way, instead you put on the silicone ring. So you still have a ring on and you still feel connected to your partner and you still feel like you have something so that when that guy tries to hit on you at the gym, you can just hold your hand up and be like, dude, I'm taken. Not that that's ever happened to me yet. Yeah. <laughs> but they're really great. I really like them. They're really great products. So you should check them out. Um, we're definitely not sponsored by them. I just really like them. So. Maybe the next one. We'll reach out to them. Uh, right, we're going to reach out to them. Because I'm, I'm wearing this one as well. It's purple. It holds on my other ring. So I... Uh... Yes, I love them as well. I spent a grand total of $55 on all of my wedding rings, so we're happy about that. Yeah. I should make a new t-shirt that says, I'm married, leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm married, leave me alone, bitch. (laughs) I still want to be positive. Leave me alone, please. So, Brett, you know what? Before I go on to mine, you're here. Uh, I know we're putting you on the spot here. I have not a lot of time to think about, but one of our segments is the favorite things. What mm-hmm. is what is your favorite thing of the last month, say? Oh, the last month? Yeah, just your favorite thing at the moment. Well, I was trying to put in the realm of fitness, and I do like my hokas. Ah, yeah. your hokas. I see you're wearing mm-hmm. them right now, your hoka shoes. Yeah. The, hokas are shoes? 
Yep. Yeah, they're like super, what are they, like super comfy They're shoes. super light, lightweight. Um, and if you're short, you get an extra inch or two. Hey, there you, you know? go. Um, but they're designed for ultra marathon runners. And they were tired of their shoes running out after just a few races. And so they, these guys started a company and made them super lightweight, super strong. And I've enjoyed having them for the past year and a half. So do you run on trails with them or on the road or both? I, I run mostly on, you know, on the road, um, okay. but they're designed for, you know, on trails. Oh. So, yeah, either or, really, they're just designed for ultra marathoners to have something lightweight on their feet. Fantastic. And, What's the name again for our listeners? Uh, Hoka. H-O-K-A. They're going to sponsor us, too. Don't worry. We got a ton of sponsorships lined up. We're going to be good. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, fantastic. I have a favorite thing as well. Mine's out of the box a little bit, though. It is, and it's it's kind of hard to define, but I'll define it. It's unorthodox animals of their class. What? Unorthodox animals of their class. So we're talking about mammals who fly and birds that swim. I thought you were talking about rodents of unusual size. Dragons, maybe? A dragon would, I don't know what class a dragon is in. Are dragons reptiles? I would think so, right? Yeah. yeah. So reptiles who uh, breathe fire. And they breathe fire. Yeah. yeah. So there you yeah. go. All right. So reptiles who breathe fire, mammals who fly, birds that swim. They're amazing to me. Like it's sort of a testament to how this world has developed where we've got as an example here in Austin, two million mammals that fly every night. And in Antarctica there's, you know, tens of thousands of birds that swim and now there's dragons. Yeah, exactly. Oh, all right, that was the next question. But yes, you got that. And dragons. Dragons who are reptiles that uh Apparently, breathe fire. So that's right. that's my favorite thing because I'm I'm does, all. I'm, does an eagle fall into that category? Because your cat and eagle kills other animals. An eagle no. is a murderer. No, there are a lot of mammals. An eagle's a mammal. He's a murderer, just like most mammals. Um, <laughs> but uh, no. What was that? That was bad timing because I just took a sip of beer when you said that. That so, was really funny, listeners. That was funny. Said what? When you said that most mammals are murderers. Well, yeah, they are. Most mammals eat. <laughs> well, you put it that way. Yeah, well, it's true. I, I don't want to get into the politics of the evolution, if, if evolution exists. I'm not sure that science yeah. exists anymore. I know I just saw the sun disappear, and that confused me. But, well, amazing. What else? Uh, I think we're done with our segments. Case out. We're what done with you- our segments, yeah. What else is coming up for you, Fonz? Well, for me, I've got a couple races coming up. You do? What do you have coming up? I do. I got the Zilker Relays. So ah, that's right. The it's a it's a uh, November Project Austin teams. We got a bunch of teams, and I just got uh, joined a team. It's a ten mile relay race, two and a half miles each. I'm on the team slots, which prop slot like, like gambling. Sloths, S-L-O-T-H-S, like super slow. Sloths. Oh, like the animal. The slow animal. I understand what this joke is. Yeah. And acting it out right now. You are. We're going to finish this fit cast very slowly while everybody goes to YouTube and watches a video of Kristen Bell and the Sloths. Oh my Which is God. probably the best way ever. But anyhow, we're Team Sloss. 
So I'm happy to be on a team with uh, Charlotte, Anna, and Autumn, all who are going to be tagged in this episode. Thank you very much for being new listeners. Uh, So yeah, I got that. It's a 10-mile race, and uh, we each do two and a half miles, and it's just kind of a party in Zoka Park around where where I live. So uh, that's coming up. And then I have a triathlon. Oh, this is the best triathlon ever, by the way. So you've been in a triathlon, and sometimes you have a beach start, sometimes you have a deep water start or dock start or whatever. This triathlon actually starts at the Schlitterbahn water slide. It says water slide starts? Water slide starts. So it's at a water park, and you start at the top of the water slide in waves. I'm not exactly sure how the waves are going to work out, but you start there, and you launch off the water slide into a dive, and then you have to swim starting when you land in the water. <laughs> it's going to wow. be it's like the well, tall. Practice that. It's like I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. How, I go to Barton Springs. That's I just practice the swimming part. I don't know about the diving part, but I'm just looking forward to it. I'm actually gonna do it on my uh, my hybrid. I'm gonna do it on my hybrid mountain bike, just because I assume if the race starts on a water slide, that my bike time isn't gonna be that important. So. I'm, <laughs> Clearly, it's not going to be top competitors in the water slide. Right? <laughs> I'm super excited about it. So. Unless you have like an eight-year-old that might kick your ass. Yeah, well, that's that's happened to me before, but that's okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited about that. There's two other NPers. Lara, Lara is doing it, and um, uh, oh, Amanda. So Lara and Amanda are going to be doing that race as well here in Austin. So uh, it's going to be super fun, and those will probably be the only two races uh, I have until uh, next year. How about you? You got anything coming up? I do. This weekend I'm doing Hood to Coast with a bunch of NP Shy folks. Holy shit, that's 200 miles downhill. Yes, it is. It's a relay race with 12 people, 200 miles, that starts on the top of Mount Hood, and it goes to the Pacific Ocean Coast. So it's going to be no fun at all. I'm just dreading it. It's going to be terrible. Wow. Who's on your team? Who's on your team? I've, I've... I've heard of this, and I was on a little email thread, but I I bailed out when I moved to Austin. So is Katie, well, Cl- uh, Katie Clark? Yeah, our fearless captain is Katie Clark, Yeah, and yeah. she is, is bringing us home. I also get to race my first relay race with my fiancé. Oh, he's running? He doesn't even know how to run. No, yeah, he's, he's actually our leadoff runner. He's our number one runner. He's starting us off. He gets to run seven miles straight downhill. <laughs> seven of the 200 go ahead all right 100 are straight downhill yeah um but we got a lot of other end peers we've got matt and dallas dallas is like six months pregnant with twins right now she's incredible she's doing this relay race when she's six months pregnant with twins which and, and they have both been on the fit cast or they've both been on the fit cast yeah and um emro and matt Matt is like a really, really fast runner, so I hope he forgives us for what we're about to do. And Emro, great friend of mine, she's a strong runner too. So we're gonna, we got a good group. We got a great group ahead of us. So here's my. Have you ever done a Ragnar before, or any of those two hundred mile races? Yeah, I've done a Ragnar before, but the Ragnar didn't start on top of a mountain. Oh yeah, and go straight down. Okay. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Yeah, I'm excited. Any other races going on? Not until the marathon, but we better have another podcast before the marathon funds. October. That's in October. I will be up in Chicago in October 
for at least a brief period of time. I haven't figured out exactly the schedule there, but I will be there. All right. Well, we got to do a joint podcast then with whoever our guest is. Well, and you know what I'm going to, you know what I will make you, I'm going to make a gamble right now. Earlier this afternoon, and um, we'll see. Like, this is how I started getting pedicures. Courtney Courtney Lewis challenged me one day. She said, uh, we, we had a bet on the weather. And I will bet you, earlier today it was 100 degrees here in Austin. And I will bet you that it will not reach 100 degrees the rest of this year. In Austin? In Austin. So It might in Portland when I'm there. <laughs> Was that? It's in Portland when I'm there. It's supposed to get up to like 96. Okay. Well, if it reaches 100 degrees between now and the end of the year in Austin, I will pay for you and me to get pedicures in Chicago. Uh, fine. I'll take you up on that. I want a pedicure. All right. Fair enough. And you know what, Courtney? I will. She will be in. You know Courtney. I love Courtney. Yes. Love Courtney. <laughs> So we'll tag her in this episode. If it reaches 100 degrees anytime between now and January 1st, I will buy you both pedicures when I'm in Chicago in October. All right, deal. Let's shake on it. Deal. Shake. Virtual shake. Virtual shake. (laughs) I just virtually shook. (laughs) Well, fantastic. Oh, man. What a podcast we've had today. This, This made up for the lack of podcasts for the past three months. Well, everyone gets a summer break. I listen to NPR. They take a summer break. They usually put out, like, the best of blah, blah, blah. There you, you know go. What? We're we not... need a best of the Case Elk and Fun Spitcast. That would, that would last, like, three. That would be, like, 37 hours of material. That episode. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, no, fantastic. So, um, well, Brad, thanks for being a part of it. Thanks for sticking around here till the end. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Are you ready to be inspired, Fonz? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah.